Hey guys, welcome back to an all new episode of Skydive. I'm your host, Skylyn Rochelle Langstaff, and I'm coming to you from ROM. Hey, what's poppin'? So this is my second experience ever being quarantined in the military. And today I'm going to do a mental health talk. So last time I did a mental health talk, I wasn't in the military yet. And I kind of themed the podcast as a TED talk. So I kind of went with just a flow of whatever was coming to my mind and speaking it. I'm gonna try to be a little more organized, but I do tend to get distracted very easily, so I'm gonna do my best. So, like I said, this is my second time being quarantined in the military. My first time was right before boot camp. It was two weeks in the Great Wolf Lodge. I am openly giving that information out because that's no longer where we romp so I don't feel like that could negatively impact me or get me in trouble for saying so yeah so the first time I rommed in the military it was in the Great Wolf Lodge uh, ROM is just an acronym for restriction of movement basically that's when the military puts you in a specific location and doesn't allow you to leave that location so they provide you with food and water and keep you under not necessarily close surveillance but in an environment in which you can't you know contact covid or give it away if you have it basically so Mental health, right? A lot of people that I've talked to were like very, very much saying that they would be okay being, you know, in a room by themselves for two weeks, you know, 14 days, it's not that long. Um, Then there's people like me who thrive off, I don't want to say chaos, but keeping busy, right? So for anyone that knows me, they know that I've always been a workaholic. I love to stay busy, mostly because when I'm busy, I don't have to deal with the thoughts in my head. And (laughs) saying that out loud, that sounds kind of negative, right? Like, oh, well, what goes inside your head that you feel like you can't be alone with yourself? No, not necessarily that. But I tend to overthink and overanalyze every single aspect of my life, right? A lot of people do that. And as someone who joined the military, you know, at a little bit of an older age, I find myself doing this a lot. You know, there's times when I think about where I'm at in life and I worry if I'm as far as I should be, if I'm doing as well as I should be. And I tend to compare myself with those around me. And I know that's a really negative trait for people to have because everyone progresses at their own pace and everyone should be proud of every accomplishment that they do, right? Because accomplishing something is better than accomplishing nothing. So here I am, right? I'm in my second quarantine ever, my second ROM. I'm in Saspo, Japan, which is actually really cool considering the fact that Japan's a country I've always wanted to go to and I have been given the opportunity to live here. So I'm excited, right? And 
I know that it's a great opportunity and I know it's going to be exciting. There's lots of things to do here. There's a lot of hiking opportunities, a lot of touristy opportunities. I get to visit a lot of countries while I'm here and that's exciting. But while I'm stuck here in this two-week process, I find myself overanalyzing all of the decisions I've made in my life that have led me to where I'm at right now, right? And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have gone through this and, you know, they probably thought the same thing. Um, You can check my statistics, but... I'm not going to say numbers, but I do know that there's a high majority of people who did fall into a depression once the COVID epidemic hit because they were forced to stay in certain situations that weren't healthy for them, right? So when COVID started, people had to stay at home. The whole country on March 19th of 2020 was told that they needed, at this point in time, the whole country, right? The whole world, I think had a stay-at-home order placed. I know for a fact that my uh, my state of California and my county, by the 18th or 19th of March, we had a stay-at-home order, and unless you were considered an, air quotes, essential worker, you weren't really, you weren't working, you weren't really allowed to move unless it was for necessaries, necessaries necessities right like groceries and um when this happened you know school shut down work shut down people were forced to stay home and this was really bad for you know children this was really bad for women not saying this wasn't bad for men but the statistics are lower for men that deal with spousal abuse but child abuse and spousal abuse uh, raised, right? Because kids that had the escape of school no longer had that escape. Wives that had the escape of work or their husbands going to work no longer had that escape. They're stuck at home, right? A lot of women fell into a depression. I'm sure a lot of males fell into depression too, but when it comes to like postpartum, so all of the quarantine babies that were born, you know, their moms go through postpartum and not having any form of escape, Not necessarily saying that you need an escape from your child, but a lot of people need room to breathe. And when you're not given the opportunity to do that, i.e. going to work, being able to go to the gym, being able to go grocery shopping or shopping. I know a lot of people like make jokes like, oh, Target, you go to Target because Target tells you what you need, right? Sometimes it's just nice to walk around Target, you know, and it helps. It's like therapeutic. Because you're able to do something that distracts your mind. When you're going down the aisles, you're not necessarily thinking, what can I buy? Your brain's just processing everything around you. And when you're doing that, you're forgetting about all the bad things going inside your head, right? So for me, my happy place is hiking. But I have been stuck in this room for 14 days. Not necessarily 14 days yet. I think I'm at the 10-day mark, right? And for me, my escape has always been hiking or going to the gym right but for the past year the gyms have been closed and when I was in a school the gyms were open at the end of my stay in a school and I did take advantage of that but it's still not the same not having that opportunity to work out get my body physically moving I have been working out in quarantine but it's not the same right 
you're stuck in a tiny space and your brain is forced to compartmentalize. But if there's nothing else for you to do, what are you going to compartmentalize, right? So you think about things. You get lost in your own head. And that brings me back to why I like to keep busy, right? So when I'm keeping busy, the only thing that I have to think of is positives, right? Because when you're at work and work's busy or you're having a bad day in school, you're, you want to think positively, right? You're like, well, if I get through this day, I'm one day closer to the end. When you're at work, you're thinking, well, if I do a good job, you know, I have my paycheck to look forward to. Or if you like your job, you know, you have different aspects with that. So for me, I've always been in school and I've always been working. So I've always had that whole, well, you know, if I work harder, I'm going to make more money, which means I can pay for school, right? And then every time I finish a day in school, okay, well, I'm one day closer to graduation. I'm one day closer to this degree. I'm one day closer to finishing this degree, which I'll add to this, you know? It's always a stepping stone process and you're consistently moving forward, right? But in this process of ROM, this process of quarantine, the epidemic, the world shutting down, what is it that we have to look forward to? When this first started, we were all thinking, okay, a 14-day stay-at-home order. Not a big deal, right? After the 14 days, we were still told that we were needing to stay in our house. And at this point, grocery stores were running out of groceries, right? Stores were running out of everything. We were running out of hand sanitizer. We were running out of toilet paper. We were running out of basic necessities, diapers. Parents were not, were unable to find baby products that they needed because people were hoarding. And it just kind of makes you think, right? When the world was faced with a situation in which it basically needed to sit down and think, everyone went crazy. That kind of brings me to my mental health topic, which went full circle, right? Talking about literally everything till I got to the point is that when you're left in a situation and there's nothing else to do but think what else can you do besides overthink everything else that's gone on in your life till then so i'm 24 years old right and i turned 25 this week and this is the third year in a row where the situations surrounding my birthday are not (laughs) necessarily where i would like them to be um This year, I will be spending my birthday in quarantine. I get tested for COVID the day before my birthday, but from my little Google searches, not Google searches, my uh, research on all the people that have been placed in quarantine here in Sasebo, Japan, after our results come back, you know, they have to go to our command, and then our command says if we're allowed to come out of ROM, right? Because there's a lot of people here, and there's a lot of things going on, And a lot of our ships aren't docked right now, or they're not here, they're underway. So I get tested the day before my birthday, and I will be here for my birthday, right? My 25th birthday, how exciting. My 24th birthday was two days after the world shut down for this epidemic, right? The year before that, I turned 23, and I turned 23 in Beijing, China, and I was not surrounded by friends and family. Instead, I was in another country and I was working as a teacher and I wasn't 
with people that I was able to fully, you know, celebrate me, right? Then it goes, right, those are my three years, the three years that I'm just like, wow, nobody likes you when you're 23, (laughs) 24 basically didn't happen, and here we are, the world's still shut down, and I'm turning 25 on Friday. (laughs) Oh, gosh. The last birthday that I remember, like, actually celebrating was my 22nd birthday, and I was in college, I was in my senior year of college, and I went to this bar in Santa Cruz, California called The Red Room, and it was super fun. Uh, There's so many things that I could tell you about that I'm not going to because (laughs) family listens to this podcast, so (laughs) I'm going to leave those secrets with the people that were there and you know I'm sure the few friends that I told about it but you know my 22nd birthday was like a year of firsts there were so many things that I did that year and it seems crazy like full circle and a few years later I wish that I would have taken more advantage of that time because now I'm forced to confine certain aspects of my life right and because of this worldwide pandemic like there's only so many things you can do so mental health wise (laughs) it's not a joke right but i have spent this entire (laughs) restriction of movement either in bed doing like maybe 30 minutes of working out a day, snacking, and binge watching shows on like Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video. I'm re-watching NCIS on Netflix. I binge watched all of Teen Wolf, made sure to catch up on all of my shows like Grey's Anatomy, um, Chicago Fire, uh the resident shit all of these shows on hulu because there's nothing else to do if i'm not watching tv i'm literally just sitting in bed thinking right today is one of like four days that i've actually opened my blinds to look outside to enjoy my scenery which is kind of crazy to think about because although there's a lot of buildings there's a beautiful mountain range like right behind it like insanely beautiful And I remember when I got my orders to Japan, I was really upset because of where I got. And I wasn't upset that I got Japan. I was upset about the location in Japan that I got because I really wanted, there's two bases we can get. And I really wanted the other one because of locationally where it was. But because of my life habits, I'm actually quite grateful to have gotten the location I got. But I don't know, part of me wonders if I would feel happier if I didn't have to go through this two-week restriction of movement and I'm sure once I get out of here you know I'll have those answers for myself I'll be able to go outside and breathe the fresh air and well with a mask on obviously because you know restrictions I'll be able to go to the gym so I'll be getting my body right which means ultimately I'll be getting my mind right I'll be able to eat food that I want to eat that I like to eat because in ROM I think 
I eat half of my breakfast and then I don't touch the rest of the meals we get because they're usually not very good. Um, it's a lot of weird mixtures that I would never choose for myself. And yeah, so I've been living off snacks. And let me tell you, a girl misses some fruits. A girl misses some vegetables. I just want to cook. Right now, I kind of wish I was a CS because they have access to the kitchen and cooking. And, you know, like for breakfast, I just want eggs. You know, for lunch, I just, I don't know what I want to eat. For dinner, I don't know, some form of vegetable would be great. But, (laughs) I don't know. I think when people ask me what's the hardest part about the military, it's these restriction of movements for me. And it kind of makes me worry about what I'm going to do or how I'm going to feel when we go on deployments or when we go underway and we're in the middle of the ocean for long periods of time. Because I don't like feeling confined and I don't like not being able to, I guess be familiar with my surroundings and when you're in the middle of the ocean what are you going to be familiar with hopefully not the bottom (laughs) oh that's probably a sad joke um i don't know guys this is weighing me down (laughs) but right you've got to stay positive um my boyfriend keeps reminding me of that um (laughs) I I didn't get mad at him when he said it, but he said something the other day and he was like, well, you can only go up from here. And I was like, (laughs) I was complaining about my birthday and the fact that last year COVID happened. And then this year I was going to be in a restriction of movement. And he said, well, it can only get better from here. (laughs) And I just remember thinking, Oh my God, if he was here, I would throw something at him. But he's not wrong, you know? He was 100% right. You know, things can only get better from here. And I gotta keep reminding myself of that. Because if I don't, what's the point, right? That's kind of what you do when you're in a bad place. You tell yourself, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It'll get better, right? That's constantly what we tell ourselves. It's what you tell kids, too, when someone scrapes their knee and they fall and they, they look like they're about to cry and you're like, you're okay, you're good, right? I mean, in a sense, like it, it kind of seems like you're belittling their pain, but in reality, you're just saying, hey, you'll get through it. So, we'll get through this, right? Only a few more days and then I will get to explore Japan and the rest of my life will be able to begin. Until someone around me supposedly gets COVID and I'm stuck to uh, <clears throat> come back here and Rome again. Which happened to one of my friends on the other base in Japan. So, fingers crossed that doesn't happen to me because I am going absolutely bonkers here. Um, yeah. I don't know, guys. I need this next week to hurry up and pass and I need to get out of this room. Um, 
I spent about 10 days in Washington before I got here. And I don't know if I mentioned that in my last podcast, but Washington is somewhere I've always wanted to live. And it was so... It felt like I was connected to an oxygen tank the entire time I was there. Um, I've always had this feeling like Washington was where I've always wanted to live. This was, this was the first time I've ever been to Washington, okay? So before I'd ever even gone, I have told my family multiple times, hands down, I'm going to spend the rest of my life living in Washington. When I settle down, it is going to be in Washington. I have never loved a state so much. And before I even got off the plane, just looking at the scenery when we, uh, you know, landed or on our like decline, I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Um, it reminds me a lot of where I went to college, right? So I got to explore um, Seattle. I got to explore Silverdale and uh, Bremerton. And for me, you know, I was really excited because it's all trees. So on the base that I was on for my uh, holding unit, it was beautiful. Walking around, it reminded me of the UCSC campus. That's uh, where I went to college. So it was just trees everywhere. And I remember one day I was walking back from Starbucks. Yes, that base had a Starbucks. It was so nice. Um, I didn't get to have, I know it sounds like a total like first, first world country problems, right? Like I didn't get to have what I felt like was a good coffee for about nine plus months. And that sucked. <laughs> so when I got to this base and they had Starbucks, I was so excited, right? And there was this place in between the dining facility and the commissary that was like this giant dip in the ground. Um, that sounded really bad. Um, it was like a caved in grassy knoll area. And it had, um, it had like a cement surrounding and one part of it had stairs that led down and they were stone stairs and it was it was really pretty I promise right I, I feel like I'm describing it really bad but it was really pretty so I sat down and I was drinking my coffee and it was just nice it was just pretty and I've never been one for like major cities I don't really care for them I like to visit them but I like to not live near them if that makes sense so in Santa Cruz, when I lived there, I really liked being on base away from everything because it was so pretty. But when I wanted to, I would go, you know, off base and enjoy the Santa Cruz area because I worked at the boardwalk. So I was kind of forced to be in that environment. But it was also a really nice you know, it's a nice change of pace because when you go to UC Santa Cruz, I think when you go to a lot of colleges, the first year they want you to live on base, right? So I didn't appreciate college when I first got there because for me, you know, you go from having to raise your hand to ask to go to the bathroom to all of a sudden you're an adult living on your own and you don't have any form of direction at all, 
right? You could die and your fucking uh, instructor is going to send you an email and be like, yo, where's your paper? Right? And in college or, or in high school, your teachers, they're like, hey, um, in college, you can't get away with this. You can't do that. You can't do that. Meanwhile, your professors in college are like, I don't give a shit what you do. Turn in your papers and be here for attendance. And other than that, I don't care. Pay attention to the lecture. Don't pay attention to the lecture. Like, no matter what, it's going to affect you, right? So living on base, I I didn't appreciate it, right? I didn't take advantage of it. There were so many things that I didn't value that I should have valued, right? So when I was in Washington, um, on base, we, the living situation wasn't very great because I lived in an open bay for these 10 days, which was kind of like boot camp, which sucked, but you know, it wasn't too horrible. And I made friends instantly. I think within a day. I was already going out. Um, I told myself I wasn't going to make friends, right? I was like, I'm not going to like any of these people. I don't care. I'm not making friends. I'm not here in Washington to make friends. Literally 24 hours later, I texted my friend that picked me up from the airport. And I was like, I did it. I made friends. Whoops. Right? And two people specifically are actually no longer in the Navy that I met while I was there. Because they were separating uh, not for anything bad. They were just, you know, their contracts ended and they decided they didn't want to re-enlist. So they were separating and they were coming from Saspo, Japan. Well, one was coming from Saspo, one was coming from Okinawa. And I remember like our friendship felt like we had known each other, at least to me, forever, instantly, right? Uh, one minute I'm uh, doing a cleaning detail that I unfortunately got assigned when I first got to Washington and I'm helping someone zip up their luggage and the next day they're coming with us on a spontaneous trip to Seattle right and then we were just together every day (laughs) every day from that right so every day until I two hours before I left and I think that mental health wise the best thing that I've encountered in the Navy so far are the bonds you make Now, I'm not saying that the friendships that I made with those two girls, um, I've gotten that from every place I've gone in the Navy so far, but it's so easy to make friends in the military because everyone kind of has the same mindset, you know? When you're having a bad day, you're not the only one who's having a bad day. When you're having a good day, you're not the only person having a good day. So you're able to take those bad days and talk to one of your friends as having a good day and you're able to see why they're having a good day and you're able to bring your morale up right and I say it that way because I don't want anyone to think that it's like oh you see someone who's having a good day when you're having a bad day and you bring their day down so you're not suffering alone right no that's not what I mean when you're having a bad day you're able to see things in a different light right because you're sitting there and you're like wow all this shitty stuff keeps happening right And you're looking at these people around you and you're just thinking, how is it that they're having such a great time when you're so miserable or however you go about bad days, right? So for me, when I'm having a bad day, I'm kind of just like, oh, woe is me. This shit sucks. Like, why does this keep happening? And since I'm in ROM, you know, I'm kind of doing that a lot. Like, I'm in a lot of woe is me 
like sad bitch type of shit but and for some but i also can comprehend and acknowledge that the only way my day is going to get better is if i do something about it because i can't put my happiness in someone else's hands right i'm in charge of my own happiness we all are in charge of our own happiness so i try to look at other people's situations and think well if they can get through it i can get through it right um if this person is in rom and they're making it i can make it if all of these people have gone through this 14-day process they've probably felt some aspect of what i'm feeling and somehow they came out of it okay right so from that rationality i'm able to tell myself well if someone else can do it obviously it's not impossible right so think of the positives and keep going and i am very lucky you know my boyfriend tells me that too that you know it's gonna be over soon almost out of here you know he keeps me positive right and with that being said like i still know that i ultimately am in charge of my own happiness so i remind myself daily you know almost done almost out of here um the only thing being depressed about it is going to do is make this process longer, right? So this goes back to when I was in high school, right? And I think about it, the different type of coping mechanisms that I was taught to get through bad days, right? It's not a bad day. It's a bad moment. It's not a bad or it's not a bad life, it's a bad day, it's not a bad day, it's a bad moment, right? Just because someone says one bad thing to you doesn't mean that your whole life is trash and you're not shit as a person, right? Same way as, what is it? Like the saying that like newbies make mistakes. So everyone's brought into this life and no one's perfect, right? If there was perfection, you could never learn from your mistakes. So you have to take every mistake you make with a grain of salt because every mistake you make is a learning opportunity. It's a chance for you to grow. With that being said, I try to live my life by that, but obviously it's hard, you know? I'm not perfect. I have bad days. There are definitely days where I haven't gotten out of bed, where I've slept all day. Um, I think my record (laughs) is like 15 hours in bed, (laughs) which might not seem like a lot to some people. And to some people that might seem insane and that's fine. You know, if you want to judge me for that, whatever, that's your prerogative. Um, If you're one of those people that have been in bed longer than that, you know, like I'm proud of you for getting out of bed. Like life's not easy. Shit's hard. And not everyone's cut out for different difficulties, right? I learned that in the Navy so far that there's um, actually times in which people get kicked out of the Navy or they get separated due to an inability to adapt. And I kind of feel like I, not necessarily that I personally understand that struggle, but I can understand how someone can go through that, right? I feel really lucky that Japan isn't the first country that I've been to that I've been given the opportunity to live in. I did live in Beijing, you know, so China for a while. And I had to learn that, you know, with different cultures comes different things. I mean, I think when I lived in Beijing is when I tried my hardest to kind of live by that 
sentence, you know, it's not a bad life, it's a bad day, but it's not a bad day, it's a bad moment. You can't judge your whole day or your whole life by a bad moment in a day, you know? There's there's this song which like 525,600 minutes um, it's a year. And if you have five bad minutes, are you really, really going to say it's a bad year because five bad things happen to you? Um, there's another saying, right? If it doesn't matter in five years, don't let it bother you for more than five minutes. Something along those lines, right? Basically, there's so many things in life that they say if it's not going to matter for a long period of time, don't let it affect you. So, these 14 days out of this year, well, I guess, yeah, yeah, out of this year because I technically quarantined last year. This is a new year, right? So, this new year... <laughs> I can't let 14 days in a restriction of movement to like be like a total of what, 28 days. 28 days in a restriction of movement determine how the next or how the five years that I've signed up for in the Navy, I can't let those 28 days determine how my next, at this point, four years and a few days are going to be, right? Because... I made the decision to come here. I made the decision to do all of these things that I'm doing. Now, did I decide to come to Japan? No. You know, that was chosen for me. Am I mad? No. Am I annoyed that I have to quarantine? Yes. Am I annoyed that I've tested for COVID multiple times? Yes. I tested negative, but, you know, had to get tested for COVID, right? It's a painful process. I don't know if y'all have gone through it. That just sucks. If you're in the military, you know my struggle. You know my pain, right? Um, But, yeah. So I guess what I want you guys to get from this podcast is if you're going through any struggles right now, if you're just like me and you're being forced to quarantine, correction, if you're like me and you are in a restriction of movement and or quarantine, you know, we got this. It's only 14 days, right? If it's a little longer than 14 days, it's only a little bit longer than 14 days, right? We could do it. It's not going to be the end of the world. So hang in there. We got this. Enjoy my rambling. Welcome to my TED Talk. Mentally, I promise I'm okay. I'm just having a bad moment. Okay. Bye, guys.